0: I'm curious, do you want to know how to achieve lasting positive transformation, abundance and empower your life? If you are not happy with where you are today and the repeating patterns that represent in your life over and over again, then a radical shift is what's required to help you make changes and live your life more on purpose. All you need to do is sign up to our email list and you will receive an online module on how to create radical paradigm shifts. You can get it completely for free when you sign up to our email list at Catherineplano.com. and as a valued subscriber, you are also going to get exclusive content that's only available to our email subscribers where we will have members-only events, free access to online masterclasses, VIP and discount tickets to all events. Only available for people on our email list, we offer bonus content with more advanced tips that are exclusive just for our email subscribers. There is amazing stuff available for you, only if you sign up to the email list, and you can do that by going to katharineplano.com and sign up on the homepage. Boy, oh boy, do we have a special guest for you this week. We have Dr. Debbie Silber. Debbie is the founder of the Post Betrayal Transformation Institute, and she's a transformational psychologist and a health, mindset, and personal development expert. She's an award winning speaker, coach, and author of the Amazon number one best selling book, The Unshakable Woman Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body. Mind, and Life After a Life Crisis. The Unshakable Woman Workbook, which is a companion guide to the book, as well as two other books, were recommended by Brian Tracy, Marshall Goldsmith, and Jack Canfield. Debbie has shared her wealth of information on Fox, CBS, Dr. Oz Show, TEDx, The Huffington Post, Forbes, Psychology Today, and the list goes on. Her doctoral study led her to two discoveries around how women experience and heal from betrayal. Based on her findings, along with 27 years of health mindset and lifestyle coaching, she's created a proven approach to help women heal physically, mentally, and emotionally from a life crisis, specializing in betrayal. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Enjoy. Well, I'm super excited this morning. We have Dr. Debbie Silver. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so looking forward to our conversation. I am too. And I was just saying uh, to Debbie, for our listeners, that we've never really had anyone on the show talk us through betrayal. So I'm really excited and looking forward to, to really unpack that topic. But before we get started, Debbie, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story.
1: So tell us what inspired you to do what you do today? Sure. I mean, I've been in health mindset, personal development for 27 years and you don't study a topic like betrayal unless you need to. <laughs> and I had a, uh, it was a family betrayal and I, you know, how the universe works when we don't learn the lesson we were supposed to learn. We get a bigger opportunity. And this was the form of my husband and it, uh, it just blindsided me and it, Catapulted me right into this PhD program in transpersonal psychology, which is the psychology of transformation and human potential. I was transforming, he was transforming, I didn't understand it, so I wanted to understand it further. And then while I was there, I had to do a study. And and so I studied how women experience betrayal, what holds them back, what helps them heal. And it was during that time that we actually made three groundbreaking discoveries and it changed the course of my business, my life, everything I've known. Wow. So talk us through what were those three discoveries? Yeah, you know, the first was that originally I was studying something called post-traumatic growth, which is how trauma can lead to a new perspective, a new awareness, a new life that you never would have had had that not happened, and that was great and all, but I've been through death of a loved one. I've been through disease and I had been through betrayal and it felt very different for me, but I didn't want to assume. So I brought it back out to my study participants and sure enough, they agreed. Yes. Healing from betrayal is so different. So calling it, post-traumatic growth, like the healing and and getting through it didn't seem like a fit. So we coined a new term post-betrayal transformation. And that truly is the healing, the complete healing from a betrayal experience. And I can go into that deeper after the, the other was there's a collection of symptoms so common to betrayal. It's become known as post-betrayal syndrome. And there's a quiz right on my site to see to what level are you struggling? There are physical, mental, and emotional symptoms that are totally typical to betrayal. And then the third one, and and this was, you know, I mean, they they were all so exciting, but this one just absolutely blew my mind because I remember going into the study saying, you know, how there are the stages of grief and you sort of know where you are and you can know what's next. And I remember thinking, wow, if we can come out of this saying, okay, here's the stage I'm in, but hang on sister, this stage is coming. That would give so much comfort and relief to women. And sure enough, we discovered that while we could stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, if we're going to heal, we're going to go through those five proven predictable stages. So what are the, I'd love to really understand what are the symptoms and then what are those five stages that you speak about? Yeah, sure. Well, the first one is, it's like a setup stage. And by no means is this a, a blame, a judgment accusation. This is what I saw with every participant, and, and me included. And if you imagine four legs of a table, so the four legs are mental and physical, emotional and spiritual, what I saw with every single woman was that we we are so good at the mental and the physical. and And what that looks like is, it's like we have this big giant to-do list and our bodies are taking us around to do it you know but if you picture a, a table that only has two legs strengthened it's really easy to topple over and that's what I saw also when we're really neglecting the emotional and the spiritual we've shut down or turned down our intuition and I saw that with everybody so that was that was stage one then the next stage is here's here we're blindsided we are just shocked. Because think about it, when the people we trust the most prove untrustworthy, you know, who do we trust? Or when the ones we'd run to when other people are causing harm are in fact the ones causing the harm, where do we go? So stage two is that shock. And and here's the breakdown of the body, the mind, the worldview. Our stress response is ignited. We are headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Our mind is in this complete state of chaos, overwhelm, confusion, brain fog. We can't make sense or wrap our head around what happened. And the worldview, that's the way we view the world. You know, this person's safe. I, go, I can trust this scenario. This works. This is how the world works. And that's been shattered. But a new worldview hasn't been formed yet. So this is by far the scariest stage and um you know but think about this is where the bottom has bottomed out on you but if you were walking down the street and the the bottom were to bottom out what would you do you would grab onto whatever you could to stay alive and that was stage 3 and stage 3 is survival instincts emerge. This was such an extremely practical stage. This was like, if you can't help me get out of my way, how am I, where am I going to live? How am I going to feed my kids? What am I going to do? How can I survive this experience? Who can I trust? Very practical. And when we've, our stress response is still ignited and engaged. And by the way, this is the stage. So many women stay in forever, forever. When we've found okay i can survive this i will live here i'm going to do this i i you know i can work this out i can trust this person all those things we had to figure out we slowly move into the fourth stage and this is finding and adjusting to a new normal your old normal doesn't exist anymore it's no longer an option and this is kind of like if you've ever moved to a new condo house apartment whatever. You know, it's not quite yours yet. You haven't, you know, made it your own, but it's going to be okay. That's kind of what this stage is like. And when we tell our bodies and our minds we're in this stage, the stress response starts to calm down a little bit. We may not be healing, but but at least we're not destroying. We're not creating more stress-related diseases. We're making this slowly slowly work. And then Once we've made it work, once we've settled into this space, once we know this is our new place, we start making sense and making meaning out of where we are now, we slowly enter the fifth and most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. And this is where, you know, we didn't have the bandwidth to, to for any sort of self-love, self-care, self-healing, and now we do. So here's where we're going to be eating a little bit better. We'll be taking a little bit better care of ourselves. We're really careful about who our friends are now, if they weren't a good friend to us before, we have no patience. We have no, we just don't have the the head for it. We start to physically heal. Now our mind starts to calm down a little bit. We're making meaning out of our experience and our worldview, how we view the world is now very different. It's based on who we've become because of this and that table where in the beginning, we were only strengthening the two legs, mental and physical. Now we are solidly grounded because we are paying attention to the emotional and the spiritual too.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. I'm curious and I'm sure our listeners will be too. Mm -hmm. How long does it actually take to go through the stage? Because I I know when you got to four, you were talking about the adjustment. Mm -hmm. So change is very much an external and transitions that internal transformation. And that can take some time depending on the Mm -hmm. individual.
1: So from your work and your research, what's the length of time one could expect? You know, there was a woman who in my, in my program, she said, Oh my gosh, Debbie, this would have saved me 20 years in, you know, in my study, there were women who were really moving through the stages within a matter of months. And then some who had just taken a really long time, you know, remember I was studying them where they are now. So it, it depends so much on their really their willingness to to change the the opportunities the the um just the resources they have available to them the support you know but what i found consistently was there's willingness is such a huge part of this. Most of the women in my study did get to this place of post betrayal transformation, but the ones who didn't, it was always for a handful of reasons. You know, there was, they were unwilling to let go of their story. You know, there's so much to gain by hanging on to their story in their minds. And we do this, you know, the small self really benefits from that, or they were unwilling to, to just, grieve at the loss and and move forward or you know on a in a lot of circumstances their betrayer and it's not necessarily a, a partner this could be a family member it could be a friend it could be whatever when there really weren't any consequences there really was no growth or no change so it, it had so much to do with so many different variables
0: because mm, I know that I uh, you know I can you just from my own experience, the amount of uh, different individuals that I've seen over time that have gone through betrayal and have not let go of it and five years down the track are still talking about it. And then you've got those others that have just, you know, gotten on with it. Uh, so that's why I was asking, uh, how? what's the time
1: span for somebody to go through that transformation from, you know, betrayal to a breakthrough? Mm, And that's it. It really, it is so dependent on, on who they are on what they're willing to do. The beauty is now we know exactly what happens at every single stage and what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So if you imagine like one of those little, little children's rides, those where you're, you're on a track and slowly and gently, as long as you stay in that seat, you know, and you're willing to move on that track, you can't help but transform because now it's predictable.
0: Mm. And I, I think the the other thing that I'm curious about is the the actual word itself, betrayal. Because I also have seen the flip side of that, where um, women have gone through betrayal, but not even realize they're going through betrayal. It's it's better the devil you know than 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 moving on to something new. So the pain of leaving that betrayal. the pain is greater. So they stay in these kind of relationships. So let's unpack the word betrayal. What would be some examples Mm -hmm. of betrayal?
1: Sure. Well, you know, my definition really is it's a it's the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule. So every single relationship has a set of rules. We even have a set of rules. You and I. I was supposed to show up, and you were going to ask me questions. And if I didn't, I would have betrayed you. So of the the way it works, though, the more dependent and the more we trusted that person, the bigger the betrayal. So let's take you know a huge betrayal, which could be a child who is completely dependent upon their parent, and they do something awful. Well, that's going to have a bigger impact than let's say a coworker who takes credit for your idea, still a betrayal, but much different magnitude, but it has many faces. I mean, you could feel betrayed by God, you know, that where the rule is, if I go to my house of worship and pray, I'll be kept safe. And then something happens and you can interpret it that way. Or you could feel, you know, it could be a a coach, a mentor where, where the rule is, if you listen to me, I'll keep you safe. And then something happens or siblings, you know, we'll take care of mom and dad one day, and then mom and dad need your help. And where are you? Or your best friend, you know, your secret safe with me. And then you see it on Facebook, or you could feel it's like your body has betrayed you. I interviewed a woman on on my podcast. and, And she said, you know, Debbie, I was Drinking green juice and exercising and sleeping and meditating and everything, and then I got breast cancer, my body betrayed me, or you could feel you betrayed yourself if you broke a rule you made to yourself, you know maybe you 're trying to quit drinking or or drugs or something, and you know so it has so many faces, and of course, the most common one which we always hear about infidelity is a is a huge one too. So many, Mm, absolutely. You actually, I
0: saw a post that you had up on your website: "Death and Rebirth: Shedding the Old and Embracing the New." So, what would be that piece of advice that you would give to our listeners if they wanted to embark on a new life?
1: Yeah, you you must be willing to die to the life you've known, and when transformation cannot occur without that, because if you if you just just keep bringing the same older version of you and try and you're trying to create this entirely new life. It it cannot exist. Like in my own experience, I had to be completely willing to end and be done with my, with my marriage and with, and with my husband. And because of that, I guess he was shocked into realizing he lost everything that mattered to him. I was forced to realize wow, okay, let's see what I want now as, you know, from this space. And, and from there, that's where everything changed. But, you know, if there are no consequences, or if you're just bringing the old, anything old beliefs, old patterns, old, any part of you into something new, it can happen, you know. It's it's like this. If you here's the difference between resilience and transformation. Resilience is bringing back to restoring. That's a worthy goal. You need it for your day to day. Like it, let's use this example of a house. Here's the difference. Let's say your house needs a new boiler. You get a new boiler. That's resilience. Or it needs a new paint job, and you paint. That's resilience. Transformation's like this. A tornado comes by and levels your house. A new boiler's not going to fix it, and a new paint job's not going to fix it. And you really have every right to stand there at the lot where your house once stood and say, Oh my gosh, this is the most horrible thing that's ever happened. And everyone would agree, and no one could fault you for mourning your house. But should you choose to build a new house, why build the same one? You, you could build whatever you want, there's nothing old there. That's transformation. Oh,
0: I love the way that you put that. That's awesome.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, so the other thing too that I'm thinking as well when we're talking about transformation I know that and we've had a lot of guests on the show we talk about self-worth and self-sabotage when you decide to go through a death process how do you shut out that inner critic that talks about you know you're not worth uh, of someone better you're not you know what do you do with self-sabotage and self-worth how does that play out
1: Yeah. And that's actually what my TEDx talk was about. It's this is this is what makes betrayal so challenging because, you know, with let's say death of a loved one, we mourn the loss, but we don't question the love you know, betrayal is intentional. So when it's intentional, we are, there are aspects, every aspect of the self is so hard hit, self-worth, confidence, you know, deservedness, uh, trust. I mean, all of these major, major areas are hit. So it's really easy to fall into that space of, well, I must have deserved it. I must have, this must be as good as it's going to get. And I should just settle into this space of, you know, accepting, Lack because this is who I am now. That's the biggest trap of all. Instead, what I really advise every single person listening is when you're in this space, and a mentor said this to me once, you've been given a seed of greatness. You know, think about it. Anybody you've ever studied, you've ever learned from, they're not teaching you from this place of numbing and distracting. They're teaching you from a space of they have been there, they have learned something huge. And they're showing you how to do that, too. So when you're in this space of, oh, my gosh, what the heck happened here? The idea is, of course, you know, you need to lick your wounds. You need to mourn the loss. You need to make sense and make meaning out of this. But by no means have you been given this to stay there. Because then you've just been betrayed. It's like you get slapped on one side of your head. And now you're giving yourself a slap on the other. At least if you've been through something like this do all you can to learn from it and take your life to such a such a different level. I mean, I, here I am. I, I have the PBT, Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute. Uh, you know, we're doing, we have certification programs and programs and, and, and podcasts. I wouldn't be doing any of this had my betrayal not happened.
0: Mm, absolutely. And it's always, it's just the other day we're speaking to another guest. It's sometimes it's through our own pain that we help um, heal others.
1: Oh, yeah. And okay. that's that's because now we're teaching from a deep place of knowing.
0: That's right. Absolutely. So I'm curious, what are those little tips for those that do find themselves going through some self-doubt or some self-sabotage? How does one deal, especially with self-sabotage, because I know mm-hmm. even myself, I do it. Uh, how does yeah. one deal with a
1: self-sabotage? You know, I would really invite everybody to ask yourself these questions uh, because they're very they're very eye opening and be honest and be real with yourself and if you need to do this with someone because they're too confronting, then do that. The first one is am I numbing and distracting if so how so numbing and distracting can be anything you are doing to to avoid uh confronting this situation. So you can be using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior. There are so many things we do. So we don't have to be with our own thoughts for a moment. So be honest with yourself. Are you doing this? And if so, how, what, what is your method of choice? Mine was being super busy. You know, I would be so busy that I couldn't think. And I got away with it because I have four kids, six dogs, a business. So I got away with it, but I knew when I was just too busy to face something. So be honest. Are you doing that? And the second question, what am I pretending not to see? And this is a big one. Are you pretending not to see there's trouble in your relationship? Are you pretending not to see you hate your job? Are you pretending not to see that health issue that needs your attention? What are you pretending not to see? Number three, what's life going to look like in five to ten years if I keep this going? So keep avoiding Dealing with that health issue, what's it going to look like in five to ten years? Keep avoiding that you hate your job and you're out of the market another five to ten years. You know, with your work, what's that going to look like? Or your relationship? And then the last question: What could life look like in five to ten years if I change now? Now, that's not going to be. It. That's not saying it's going to be easy, but at least you're on the road to change.
0: Mm, I love those questions. I'm sure our listeners are loving mm-hmm. these questions as we are going through them. So, with the self doubt piece, I remember reading mm-hmm. once that self doubt is a great sign that it's a it's it's something that you need to work through. It's, it's, it's that sort of that resistance because that's a way of you um, moving forward. What your what are your thoughts around using self doubt as a way as a sign? Oh. This is great that this is coming up. Now it's allowing mm-hmm. me to work through something to move forward.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think you know I am a big believer in we can't change what we're not aware of. So in that awareness, that's you know there's a, there's that questioning that's going on and that's that's a wonderful space because now you're just being honest with yourself. You're doubting it because it, at least you're awake. You know, and and, because we act from our level, our current level of consciousness, and so many of us are really sleepwalking through life because we're numbing and distracting. So if you are doubting something, it's because you're feeling something, and that's a great thing. You know, the idea is you want to feel it. You have to, you know, there's that saying, you have to feel it to heal it. You have to feel it, but then you have to, even though it's scary, even though it's uncomfortable, I would really suggest just look at it as unfamiliar. But it's in that unfamiliar space. That's where growth happens. Yeah,
0: so true. So, Debbie, you've had an, uh, a, I think, very adventurous life. <laughs> and what, would, what would be one of your greatest lessons that you have learned along your journey?
1: Yeah, you know, I would say um, the more rigid you are, you know, it's like you picture that tree and there's that beautiful saying, I always botch up quotes, but it's something like if it's rigid, it breaks and if it's flexible, it bends. And when you picture a tree, it's exactly, that's exactly the case. You know, we, we need to be flexible because life takes us into many different directions. I never in my wildest dreams would have pictured, uh, that I would have been betrayed to this level. And then I would have done what I've done with it. So, um, you know, I would say, don't, don't save the judgment. I was one of those women who judged too. Oh, how can she do this? Or how can she do that? I would say, save the judgment because you just truly never know the reason why something happened to someone and what they're doing with it. And they're, you know, and the beauty of what can be created because of it. So be flexible, trust the process. And if something doesn't seem right, it's because it's not. When it flows, it's because you're in the right direction. Just trust that.
0: Mm. What are your thoughts around when somebody points out um you know there's that the i can't remember who said it That when you point out your finger at somebody there's three fingers pointing back at you so from a judgment perspective it's your shadow showing up what are your thoughts around the shadow
1: aspect in the shadow i mean picture you're walking on a sunny day and there's that shadow behind you and we run we can run all we like but it 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 just, you have to face it. And that's when it goes away. And when it comes to something like betrayal, shame is a huge piece of this. There's, if, if you are the betrayer, you're feeling shame for maybe what you've done. If you've been betrayed, there's this sense of shame and and embarrassment and humiliation and all of those things. And what, what, you know, erases shame, bringing light to it and bringing honor to it. So, Um, you know, it's, these shadows follow us until they're addressed. And, you know, for the longest time, even again, with, with my own betrayal, it was so humiliating and uncomfortable. I, I didn't share with anybody. And every single woman in my study said the same thing. They desperately needed support, but they were so hesitant to reach out for it. And, and that's why I, I certify PBT, you know, post-betrayal transformation support group hosts. Because my intention is to get them in every state, every country, eventually every few blocks. Because we need this support desperately from mm. from women, not to commiserate, but from women who get it, who've been there, and who know how to heal.
0: So when you say you have bring light to shame, what exactly mm-hmm. are you doing to bring light to shame?
1: You're you're acknowledging it. You're right. becoming aware of it. You're not numbing, distracting, avoiding. Looking at it, you know it's. I'm a real big believer in self forgiveness and forgiveness, and that's a huge part of healing. Uh, And you do that once you've, if you if you were the betrayer, once you've done everything humanly possible to right that wrong, because when you don't, you know, shame is the most physically destructive emotion we have. It will take you down in the form of illness and disease. It just will. So, for the for your benefit and for the benefit of the person you hurt, uh, you want to bring light and honor to it. And and you know, there's a huge price we pay for walking around with shame.
0: Mm, absolutely, it does weigh you down, doesn't it?
1: Mm, yeah so
0: so the other thing we'd love to ask our women of inspiration is about pain points we believe that everyone has pain points what would be a pain point that you experience and how do you move
1: through it yeah Uh, well just I mean the experience of betrayal that's that was pretty painful enough Mm, right there and uh just the acknowledgement of it that you know it's like you're in a club you never wanted to be in um and I you know it was that was by far the hardest, the hardest thing I've ever been through. I have been in ICU for 11 days. I mean, I've been in pain, but nothing tore my heart out like betrayal because of how intentional it is and and what it does to us. But in that biggest crisis, it just reveals our greatest gift. So we're always stronger than we think. And and the women in my study, the women in my program, they're just living proof of it. I see it every day. We're so much stronger than we think.
0: Mm. So when you – because you were saying betrayal is intentional. Do you believe that sometimes betrayal um, – uh, somebody goes through that or does that for example uh, to a partner because they don't have the courage to stand in their truth would that be one of the reasons because I always say it to myself that I don't believe anyone goes out of their way to hurt other people um, mm-hmm. but they do behave in certain ways because they probably don't have the courage to stand in their truth what are your thoughts around that
1: yeah. They don't, they either don't have the courage or, you know, it's, we're doing the best with what we have at the time. So at that, think about it, someone awake and aware wouldn't hurt a fly mm. where someone who's completely unconscious, they're just wreaking havoc wherever, you know, wherever they go. And the, the, the thing is in your relationship though it's pretty uh, like the big betrayals. It's pretty obvious if there was that spoken or unspoken rule, like let's say in a marriage, you know, we're faithful to one another. And if, if one of them chooses not to, they're pretty aware of that. Now, are there a million circumstances around that? Sure. You know, there can be, but, um, I'm also a big believer in accepting and, and, taking you know 100 percent responsibility for your actions so of course can something be unintentional yeah but but typically when it comes to betrayal we're uh, we know what we're up to we just we just want to hide behind some other reason or blame or something
0: mm, yeah very good the other question i'd love to ask debbie if you were to look back in time now mm. today with all the wisdom that you have what advice would you give your younger self
1: Wow, that's a great question. I I would say um, just just live live fully. Uh, Don't keep out. You know what what so often what we do is we get hurt and we say, okay, you know what? Now I don't know who I can trust. I'll trust nobody. That's a life half lived. Um, Heal, and you'll become so much stronger, wiser, just more abundant in so many ways, and learn to love again because you can, and the strongest version of you will show up and support that.
0: Mm, and that's a big one, trust, isn't it? When you've been, when you've had experience with betrayal and, and maybe a few times, you know, two or three times you've experienced betrayal, how does then one trust that takes a bit of time? I think anyway, just from my experience, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Trust is, is, you know, it can take decades to build and it's shattered in a moment. And, and I look at it like a brick wall and how does it get rebuilt? Brick by brick by brick. And it's, it's a process. It takes time, honor that process. And it's through daily, you know, repetitive, consistent, uh, actions and behaviors by the person who betrayed you. If you want to rebuild that relationship or, you know, at the very least, if you just want to rebuild your trust in, life in humanity, start with something as basic as, you know, will the sun rise each day? And then you see that it will and you rebuild your trust that way. Then you rebuild trust in yourself because in Betrayal too, here you are. If you're blindsided by, let's say, a business partner, you're like, I'm a bright woman. How did I not see this? So you need to rebuild trust in yourself, building, and I work on this with the, the women in my program, building up your intuition so you feel, okay, my BS meter is strong and in place, you know, and um, and then rebuild in others as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a very common one, I think, that we can probably all relate to
0: intuitively where you've picked up on a gut feeling about something or someone, Mm -hmm. you've ignored it to only Mm -hmm. find yourself in exactly that position um, Mm
1: -hmm. by just not listening to your intuition. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I remember someone saying your gut is 10,000 times more powerful than your mind. So your gut gives you a sense and then your mind talks you out of it. So we're so much better off listening to our gut.
0: So true, so true.
1: So, Debbie, (laughs) as
0: we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you? I'd say inspiration. Mm, I love that, absolutely inspiration. And the other thing that we do as we wrap up the show We always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today?
1: Uh, Oh, these are great questions. I would say your, your healing is predictable. So, so don't even wonder about that anymore. Number one, it is predictable. Number two, you've been given that it is not your, yes, it's your biggest crisis, but within it lies your greatest gift. I'm living proof. And so is everybody I work with. That's the second one. And even though it's rocked you harder than any single thing that's ever happened to you, you are unshakable and trust the process and you will see how unshakable you are.
0: Oh, I love all three. And I love the greatest gift. I remember it reminds me of a quote that um, with every seed of adversity, there is a seed of an uh, opportunity.
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm,
0: I love that. So
1: Debbie, where's the best place for our listeners to find you? I would say the best thing is absolutely take that quiz. It's just pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz and see to what level are you still struggling with post-betrayal syndrome? Love it, and for our
0: listeners, highly check out Debbie's website, also her book, "The Unshakable Woman: Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body, Mind, and Life After a Life Crisis." Also, the TEDx talk. We'll have all of that in the show notes. Um, Debbie, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, sharing your story and and your wealth of wisdom with myself and our listeners.
1: Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you.
0: where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano.